I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, everybody. Hello, it's Soups the Podcast. I'm Francis. He's Julio. Hey, G, how are you, pal? What up, dog? How you doing? Feeling good, man. Good to see you. Uh, you're looking you too, fresh, man. fresh Appreciate as a that. daisy. You know, fucking dude. I, during COVID, I put all my shit in the like in my laundry, and I've just been wearing the same clothes for four months. And like, I recently went home and did laundry, and now I just have like new t-shirts that were my old t-shirts but seem new. That's a great feeling. That is yeah. a great feeling. From March to June, I had only a gym bag worth of clothes yeah, that I was dude. living in. Totally Maybe man. it was March to May. And it, it, the lack of variety got depressing. Totally. It's a total bummer. You, there's something that really affirms the kind of the, same, the days being the exact same as the day before when you're wearing the same outfits that you've worn every you know what i mean totally dude um that sucks i i have to tell you um i have to tell you that and i hate to say this but i i i i've been feeling i've been having some really sad moments really i mean that like uh different than early in covid like what what are the nuances yeah um i've had some sort of sharply felt moments of uh what the fuck is the point of what everything yeah and and you know i hate to even bring it up because i like to think that our podcast is a uh an upbeat diversion for a lot of people it's very low stakes it's you and me sort of pontificating about whatever goofy shit we come up with and the normal happenings of our days. And I hope it's diverting for people, which I think it is because people send us messages saying as much. However, um, it would be wrong of me not to pretend like I'm not, I don't succumb every once in a while to spiraling fits of, of uh, I won't go so far as to say depression, but just real darkness and sadness. And, and it, over the last four or five days, uh it has been a, there's been a cloud over me a gloom sorry man that's, bu- well, that's a bummer i feel better today and so i kind of want to focus on that okay. um and i think that you know one one thing i did was i i, I shared my feelings with my parents what i, I always I got, helpful yeah i got this road date i got a road date in indianapolis to go play philly healing or excuse me helium in indianapolis and it was a great headlining weekend and um you know they had a limited capacity at the club 125 seats it was going to be five shows thursday two friday two saturday check into a fucking holiday inn whatever your old-fashioned classic road stand-up comedy date that i used to get so excited about and i didn't want to do it Mm. i didn't want to do it for a couple of reasons one i wasn't even sure if once i flew there would i then have to come back and quarantine for 14 days or struggle to get some kind of rapid test and wait for the results again i mean the the fucking shit that you gotta go through to go anywhere right now is prohibitive dude totally 
more well, on that coming up but yeah i'm gonna continue you know, mr fucking where in the world is carmen san diego over here <laughs> seem to be holding you back too much <laughs> well dude no it's been a, it's been a pain in the ass but dude i i don't want to i want to talk more about this i mean dude i'm i'm sorry you're not feeling great but i think that you know you like you said you're feeling better today and i think that's an important lesson that there's always brighter days ahead you know no yeah matter how- yeah um i I tend to become, when I'm down, I become very closed off and I sort of marinate in my bleakness. Mm. And I think that's true for a lot of people. And I think that what happened was a couple things lined up. The uncertainty of everything and the confusion and the uncertainty of the next year is always so hard for me to think about. I can't parse anything out. I find myself looking on Zillow for rental apartments in New York for when my lease is up in January, for rental apartments in Portland, Maine, in case we decide to move up here, for sale homes in Maine, in case we decide to move up here permanently. And to have such broad filters in your home search is indicative of not knowing anything about your own life yeah in three or four months and that's never been the case i've never I've, i've been surprised by jobs and i've been surprised by where life took me before but it was never like uh i just never had for a four month six month one year runway where I had no idea where to even begin right. trying to plan for it. Right, right. And that's hard. But this bleakness, this feeling that I've been having over the last couple of days came more from what excites me anymore. Mm. Starting to feel, or I was feeling as if I was not capable of happiness. Mm-hmm. that I wasn't finding joy in the things that used to make me happy. I wasn't enjoying playing golf anymore. Uh, I'm not really enjoying the TV shows we're watching at night on the couch. Exercise. Or I don't, I'm not really eating that much anymore. I, in exercise, I, I'm not that excited about. I don't care really about how I look. Uh, oh, this was, this was crazy. We went to L.L. Bean on Saturday. <laughs> Classic main activity. <laughs> yeah, we went to L.L. Bean right in town here. And I hadn't been shopping in a retail store in six months. Right. And, and frankly, I haven't even bought that much stuff online. So there's a, there's a joy, as we've said, in your credit cards being low. But we went into L.L. Bean. I was excited to maybe buy some shirts, do a little back-to-school shopping for the fall as the seasons change, right? Solid. And. I picked out a flannel shirt that I really liked. It looked good on me. You know, went into the train to the dressing room. My girlfriend, actually, they let her come in there with me. And I was like, this seems risky because we could pipe and, you know, there are kids around. Um, We didn't. We didn't have sex. I did that once, by the way. No. In the dressing room, yeah. Nordstrom. Did the door go all the way to the floor? The curtain did not. So they could see that your feet were facing the same direction? I made, we made sure that we stepped deep into the, into the changing room so that feet would be difficult to spot. Or you could have picked her up and then they would have been like, where'd she go? Uh, <laughs> I, 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 we could have done that too. <laughs> we could have done that too. 
I don't know. I don't know if you have the bicep strength necessary. That's all biceps. <laughs> That's all biceps. Well, I'm surprised this even open, dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, Maine's in really good shape. That's fantastic. So I picked out these shirts. I found this really cool hooded flannel that had uh, lining, sort of uh, goat lining, and then uh, a nice sort of pullover fleece type thing. Three things. It's going to be about $320 or something. Jesus, that's, that's a lot. I, well, I walked up. L.L. Bean, high quality, man. Lifetime guarantee. HQ. I get into the line. I wait in line for the cashier for probably 10 to 15 minutes. It was a long line. I got up to her. She said, uh, is that all? Did you find everything you needed today? And I looked down at the three items, the pile of clothes in my arms. And I just said, you know what? I don't need this. And I walked away. <laughs> and then I was so depressed for the rest of the day. There was something about realizing in the moment that I don't need new clothes because who cares? Mm. It was a, a very specific trigger for me Jeez. of like, I don't need variety in my life. I don't need to look good for anybody. And what a sad thing to do in front of my girlfriend too. <laughs> Did she console you? She tried. What a funny consolation moment. Like, listen, baby, it's okay if you don't want these clothes. Like, there's something so unique about that situation. I know. I know. Maybe because, we got to get you back in New York or something. Well, I've thought about that. And, you know, I'll be back in, we'll be back next week. And then after, and then coming back to Maine for another week or whatever. And then we're back in New York full time. We're planning to be. And I just saw today that de Blasio, said no restaurants likely to open indoors until june of next yeah. summer crazy which means comedy clubs which means a pretty pretty bleak winter dude yeah and you know whenever i talk like this people who listen to the podcast in new york try to send encouraging things like you know don't get so down on the city it's going to come back and it will absolutely it will um but I don't know, man. I, I just I just had a really sullen day, weekend, mm -hmm. whole weekend of just feeling like I was going through the motions that I've been going through the motions for a while now. And um, I didn't have, you know, the last thing I'll say is that those clothes, that, that was the first part about the clothes was like uh, realizing I didn't need them. And then the other side of it, which got so crazy, I mean, these were the thoughts in my head, was I need to not spend this $320 because if the world goes to shit and the violence and the anarchy breaks out and the government or the police can no longer maintain rule of law and all of a sudden I can't afford to barter for tuna fish cans because i spent 320 dollars on flannel shirts i didn't need i'm gonna hate myself for having purchased this that's where my mind went that's how extreme mm. the train of thought became right right well dude i mean 
that that's a possibility always if you really think you know the 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 illusion of sort of comfort and stability is is a thing that is not that is just that it's an illusion and this show this shows it you know what i mean like you gotta let go man no you can't control this kind of shit and also per your fantasy if that all does happen the world's gonna need vigilantes pal yeah and i think you'll be ready to step up yeah <laughs> that'll give you yeah. some purpose which makes me think I should be buying like leather motorcycle jackets. <laughs> Stuff what? that can really endure and, you know, take, I want to look like Denzel Washington in the book of Eli or whatever uh, it was called. Uh, Charles Bronson, death wish. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe let's, let's try to work through this. Like I understand that feeling to a degree. I've tried to keep a lot of variety in my life to try to avoid it early on. I was doing a bunch of hiking, and I imagine the feeling that you're feeling is right around the corner for me and for everyone if it isn't already there. So, like, yeah. what, like what do you think you got to do to pull yourself out of it? What, do you, why, what makes you feel better today? Well, my girlfriend, unbeknownst to me, has read now a couple books on dating somebody who has depression. Wow. And she has equipped herself with knowledge for how to speak to me and to deal with me when I am spiraling. Wow. And in this particular moment, she, we sat down at the kitchen counter and she grabbed my hands and got right in my face and said to me, you are too fucking smart to lose to these thoughts. Wow. She said, you're too smart of a person to let whatever's happening in your brain beat you. Wow. And that was really profound. Powerful. Because that stirred competitive feelings in me. Mm. And I started to look at what was happening and why I was feeling this, the way I was feeling as like an adversary or an opponent on a lacrosse field or a tennis court or whatever. Right. And then you can frame it as the things that you do are training. Everything you do to fight feeling like shit. If you know, you know, that something's going to set you off, whether it's for me, it's things like not exercising enough or, uh, boy, I'll tell you, not eating enough has been a big one for me lately. Like having low blood sugar really tends to send me down, down the wormhole of despair. Um, making sure that I'm fucking snacking and not wandering around such that an empty stomach might all of a sudden turn me into a zombie of, of bad right. thoughts. Right. Um, you can become proactive in the way that you would be proactive as a boxer training for a fight. Yeah, no, dude, and totally. And I think this works across platforms as far as like, obviously with feeling depressed, but also when it comes to like, which we've talked about, like weight loss. Like if you mm -hmm. view, you know what I mean? If you view weight loss as an opponent, you know what I mean? Like, like cake as your opponent or whatever. Like it makes it, you think you're like, you think you're going to fucking stop me cake. Right. Right. Fuck you cake. Right. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I 
You know we, what I mean? We, no, but it's the same shit. It's, it's absolutely really great we, we mindset. Talk, we talked so much about Michael Jordan during the last dance, and we mentioned his insane competitiveness, and mm-hmm. we both thought that it was a little over the top, right? <laughs> totally. And, Admittedly, neither of, of us are competing to be the greatest NBA player of all time. So we, we have the ability to say that. Yeah. But one thing I remembered him doing was he would convince himself that an opponent on an opposite team had offended him personally. Do you remember right. that? Yeah. He would awesome. take a tiny little thing that they had said in a press conference and he would blow it up, and that would serve as his motivation to personally defeat that person right. or that team, right? Yeah. And it didn't take much. That was what separated him, was that it took so little to make him angry inside. Right. And I think that if this, this – I don't know. I'll keep you guys posted. But if this technique works for me or helps in some way of – uh, framing, you know, dark days and sad thoughts and, and a feeling of hopelessness as just an opponent. Um, I, I feel like I have the competitive drive, knowing coming from a background of sports my whole life, where I can fight it as a tangible sort of beast. Totally. Uh, it, it takes a different shape and you can start to find weaknesses and to chip away at them. You have a game plan. You have a scouting report for how to avoid that shit. And the only time it'll seep in is when I've come into a day unprepared. Right, right. Hopefully. Right, right. totally. Um, that's, and dude, those are great thoughts, man. And another thing that I would add to that is anytime you know, you're feeling, especially in a situation like this where things are, are so extraordinarily odd and different, and I think it's important to try to focus on the positive things and may even write them down. Like the days where you feel good, write down what you feel good about. And then the days that you feel bad, look back on it. Like for you, Francis, one thing that I would say is like, you think about how much money you've been saving. You know what I mean? And I know maybe that is less exciting than it was at first now that you're more used to it or whatever, but like these are positive, great things. And so when, that, when the day comes where you have to either get a new apartment or move to Maine, you'll be able to do it because you have more maybe financial flexibility since you're fortunate enough to still have your job, blah, 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 all that stuff. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's just an example, but like there's certain, obviously some, there's always something positive. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. Just I agree. You know, it, it's funny because my dad, when after I told him about how I was feeling, he wrote me a long, thoughtful email. And I've gotten this sentiment from a lot of people too, which is everybody's feeling this way right now. Right. You know, it's not just people who are depressed. People who were not depressed before have started to feel feelings of sadness and depression that they thought maybe they were immune to. And everybody's sad. I hear it all the time. The most chipper people I know. I mean, this, this thing has worn on with, you know, this kind of affirmation from the news of like, it's just going to get worse and we're still a long way off there. There don't, there doesn't seem to be much hope in sight. And then when you compound that with the, the civil unrest and the, and the fucking horrible shootings and Jacob Blake and all, it's just one thing after another, it's easy to feel like, well, what's the point, you know? Right. And, and what I hear a lot and what I heard from my dad was 
everyone's feeling this way. You're not alone or you're not unusual. That doesn't really help me. Right. Feeling like other, knowing that other people, and, and it may help a lot of people, and I'm sure it does, knowing that they're not alone and that what they're feeling is normal. But that doesn't, I'm more looking for tangible ways, tactics for how to fucking pull myself out of sh- feeling like shit. Right. Um, and so what my girlfriend said was, I think, the most helpful thing I've heard. And hopefully that'll strike a chord with some people out there who are feeling the same way. I think it's great, man. Have I you been buying anything? No. Have you bought bought anything recently that made you feel excited like a kid? Like buying, like not things, but like, you know, purchasing like this trip, for example, Mm -hmm. I think is a, uh, you know, it's it's an example of something that would make me feel good. It definitely will. You know what I mean? And it has. So like, I guess maybe, but like, I haven't bought any things. No, nothing. Hmm. But I'll tell you what, dude, I mean, I, I packed light for this trip because I've had, I've had to endure all environments. I hiked Arches National Park the other day in 105 degree heat. Oh my God. My dude. girlfriend, honestly, almost passed out and I was re- it was really scary. And dude, there was this like ominous moment where we were walking up the trail and we saw some guy and he goes, I don't mean to be nosy, but is that all the water you're bringing? And we were like, and then we kind of looked at each other. We were like, and by the time we got to the top of this magnificent hike with this ar- giant arch overlooking this huge valley of all these rocks, um, we saw some other guy up there who's like a Fenway beer guy. And we told him that that guy had said that. He goes, I was thinking the same thing. But dude, by the time we got down, like, I thought that she was going to, like, it was scary. It was did actually you, fucked up. At what point did you finish your water? When, at the end, at the end of the trail. We conserved it. You managed to parse it out yes. the whole way? And I'm impressed. How the, much did you bring? One big Evian bottle. So like a 64 ounce or something? No, no. It was like a 32 ounce. And this is a three Ooh, mile hike. Is, with, it, is, it wasn't uh, hard. Altitude, um, like climbing up, you know what I mean? Um, but and it was scary. But my point is, so I've had to do, endure that. And now I'm going to Alaska. And to where I'm going to Alaska, one of the locations is so far north, it's going to be 30 degrees. So I've had to pack lightly, which is why I'm so fortunate that uh, I feel so fortunate that I have my bird dogs with me, dude, because not only are they shorts, but they also double as swimming trunks. If I want to take a polar plunge, I can hop in the ocean there. Um, if I want to go in the sauna, like any activity, it just allows me to pack lightly and be more versatile. And I just love my bird dogs, dude. Hell yeah, dude. I love it. I, uh, I'm wearing them right now, actually. The pants, the pants are my favorite. I, I wear them for everything, golf and dunking on people. <laughs> it's incredible that they have that they've been able to expand to the pant. I'm excited for mine to come because I mean I've been so excited about the shorts. Obviously, they have the incredibly comfortable silk lining inside um, mm-hmm. that are just so versatile for literally every moment. <laughs> it's true. Well, you, you really are remarkable at, at transitioning into an ad. But you know what? I, I think this one is is a good one for this because we're not being uh, disingenuous. We really do uh, love these products. The the bird dogs, if you're, if you're a lady out there looking for a gift to get your boyfriend excited, to pull him out of his depression, get him a fun, funky, colorful pair of bird dogs, shorts or pants, um, 
we swear by them and you can use code oops right yep oops to get 15% off get 15% off right now from birddogs.com they will also send you a free pair of nunchucks with your order Lee, you will nope. literally get a murder weapon with your order. Yeah, if you know what you're doing. <laughs> if you really know how to use them, you could probably kill somebody. <laughs> so yeah, birddogs.com, pro- promo code OOPS. I swear, like, honestly, your your boyfriend will be really excited. And if yeah. you're a guy, also, like, buy, like, it's a sign. Buy them for yourself, buy them for a buddy. I, I, I live in these things. Honestly, we, we talk, yeah, I mean, just, just get them, trust me. Yeah, nostalgia. Happy that Bird Dog's back in the action. Back and, in uh, the game. It's very good. Hell yeah. Um, well, you got a you got an exciting time, and I think traveling is a very good way to keep things interesting and have something to look forward to. Yes, and so this is the thing, dude. It's really it's a little intimidating. And listen, you, wait till you hear what I had to go through today to get. All right, so I I read today. So you need an, a test before arriving to Alaska within se- a negative test within seventy two hours of arrival, right? Mention that, yeah. Um, and I've been on the road, so it's been impossible to do a test in any of the places that I've been. I'm finally in LA and I was like, I found a place to get tested. They're like, perfect. You're going to get tested. Great. And you'll be fine. So I go and get tested this morning, comes back negative. Great. But I look on the, on the sheet and I notice that it is an antigen test, which is different than the PCR test required to enter Alaska. Oh God. There's two different ones. So I spent $125 on this test. And now realize that that test is ob- potentially obsolete. Mm-hmm. I read online. I read all the TripAdvisor forums. There is nothing that says you will be fine with an antigen test. It just will be like people are like, we'll be fine with an antigen test. And other people replying being like, no, you need- it says you need a PCR test. But nobody's like, I tried with an antigen test and it worked. So then what happens if you show up with a test that is invalid, you have to quarantine. You have to take a test at the airport for $250 and then quarantine until you get the results, which might take two to five days or something. So I'm like, fuck that. So, dude, I found a place to take a PCR test for $225 and did that. Oh. I mean, so I've spent $350 on COVID testing today. I mean, you know, I like that sucks, but it doesn't surprise me. Right. And who knows? I might get there and they might be fine that I just had it. My, my buddy took an antigen test too, is not going to take the PCR test. He's like, I'm just going to chance it. We'll see. Hopefully it works and we'll see what happens. Have you done any of the antibody tests? I've taken the antibody test as well uh, a little while ago, and I was negative for that as well. Uh-huh. What about you? No, I haven't done antibody. I mean, I don't even know if I see the point because the, the, the science is just so back and forth and saying that it is going to protect you. It isn't going to protect right. you. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to sift through the clutter Yeah, to find good information. We, uh, dude, we're, I mean... We were supposed to go to Jamaica in remember that? March, and <laughs> we were really that. excited about it. I had this image of sitting on a stone terrace overlooking Montego Bay or whatever mm, it is, and nice. having a, a, a waiter bring me a tray with joints arranged in like a circle. <laughs> do they do that? I think so. I that's think you it. can do that. I think that's... I think that's possible depending on where you go and just picking one off and being like, ah, don't mind if I do, <laughs> you know, I, that, that was my excite. I was really excited about that. And we rescheduled it for February and uh, we've come around the calendar enough that I'm at, that's the next big thing I'm kind of looking forward to. 
Right. And I think that Caribbean travel has similar guidelines where like if you show up with a test or whatever, some places they don't even care. Like in Mexico, you just go, I think. You just say you're fine. You just check a box. So I think you should look forward to that, man. That'll be a fun trip. Yeah, that'll be fun. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. But I'm, I'm not sure. I, I, I wonder if there's something I could buy that would make me feel happier. Is, Is there anything there... you have in mind? <sighs> A golf simulator? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm pretty good on golf equipment. Uh, also, I don't even know if I like golf anymore. I mentioned that. Is that true? You really are like, I, I don't know. That might just be an extension of misery, you know, but, uh, <laughs> are you upset have, because you played badly in the club championship? Didn't that happen? That definitely, that definitely affected me. We didn't talk about this yet. Can we, can we talk about this a little bit? Yeah, sure. I mean, unless you don't feel like reliving. No, I do. I, it's, I played in the club championship. Um, it was a mess the night before I, we had the, our good friends visiting us. Mm -hmm. And we stayed up till one in the morning playing, playing Settlers of Catan, you know, smoking joints and, and drinking spicy mezcal margaritas that I was making, which basically meant that, you know, I would pour the glasses for everyone else and then just like drink from the cocktail mixer and then pour. I, I was drinking so much more. Good, man. Good. I, yeah. Well, I wanted to get lubed up, you know, to get lubed up these days, man. But my tea time was 820 in the morning on Saturday. Uh, uh. And what I did was I Google mapped coffee shops on the route to the club in the morning. <laughs> and I saw that this one main roasters coffee was going to be open at seven 30 and it was right on the way. So I said, boom, that's what I'll hit. I'll get my coffee and then I'll arrive at the club around seven 50, which will give me half an hour to warm up before I have to get on the tee. Mm -hmm. And I got to main roasters coffee and they had gone out of business like the day before. What the fuck? And Google the Maps hadn't found out. Oy. So then I had to drive 10 minutes out of the way to go to a Starbucks, which I don't even like Starbucks. I fucking hate their coffee. And <laughs> I was expecting to get like a breakfast bar from Main Roasters. I know they make. That was out of the question. So I had to get that stupid egg white turkey bacon bullshit breakfast sandwich from starbucks and i only ever eat that when i'm at train stations or going on tr public transport and i don't have a i don't Dude, have a choice i've eaten four of those in the past week 100 percent feel you i never eat yeah. them unless you, i'm in transit you when you're in transit that's when you eat them that when exact you're like, sandwich yeah that i'm exact running away from home like i need to eat starbucks for breakfast <laughs> so i i got that and that meant that I didn't arrive at the club until 8.12. So I had eight minutes, which at wow. that point I was like, ah, instead of warming up, I'll make a funny Instagram video about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I did that. I got on the first tee. I, I hit 
a good shot in the fairway. And I was thinking, all right, I'm okay. And then I topped my nine iron approach into the sand trap in front of the green. I sculled my sand wedge over the green into the woods, found my ball, tried to chip it out. It hit a root, came back my way again, hit it out again, hit it up onto the green and two putted. And I had an eight on the first hole. Oh, of the so club championship. Painful. I had a snowman, a quadruple bogey. Now, this doesn't sound crazy to a lot of people, I'm sure, but I'm a four handicap, 3.9. So I'm a good golfer. Um, I routinely shoot like 78, 79. And I haven't had an, an, an eight on a hole in a long time. So Man. the wheels were off before I even realized I was playing golf. And from that point forward, it was just kind of a, a comedy of errors. And by the 13th hole, I had given up, and I was just – I didn't care. I was goofing around. So uh, I shot 102. And well, it, it finished dead last on the first day. Everyone came back for the second day. I walked into the pro shop and told them I wasn't going to keep playing, obviously. And they were they were surprised. They were like, you sure? You really don't want to – you don't want to come back tomorrow? I was like, I shot 102. Are you aware of how little fun I had today? <laughs> well, dude, listen, I, that sucks. Um, but, you know, you, you, you'll, get, you'll get the will to win back. I mean, at the end of the day, great champions are defined by their ability to put those bad misses behind them and look forward to the next, the next shot. I guess that's true. I guess that's what it is, isn't it? Hey, you know, it's all right, dude. Speaking of overcoming the odds, okay, uh, I'm working on a, uh, a column, and I, uh, I have this segment. I'm going to probably publish it on Wednesday, and I'll have this weekly column going for it, which I will want people to read, but I'm not promoting it quite yet. But I'm working on a segment called Unhung Heroes, and I put on my Instagram story a call for people to submit, especially women, stories of guys with small penises who had defied their expectations <laughs> unhung great. heroes unhung that's heroes great. right that's great and i got first of all i got like 70 responses probably 40 of them were from dudes being like might as well call it my autobiography or like oh, yeah. <laughs> why don't you just ask my wife and you're like all right dude classic you know, you're one of 40 making this joke classic that's and amazing. then i got a bunch from women being like it doesn't exist. Those guys don't exist. Or like crickets chirping or oh, being like, there are no men with small penises who have, you know, actually whatever. But then I got like four or five that were actually what I was looking for. And I'd like to share one or two of those. If oh, I this may. is fucking great, please. So this is from a woman named Michelle. She said, on my 21st birthday, this friend of my roommate somehow made it to my party. I did not intend to have sex with him because he was two inches shorter than me. But in our drunken state, he procured about 200 Cristal's hamburgers. And that's apparently all it took for me back then. (laughs) His penis was so small, I tried to get out of the sex briefly, but I committed and turned out to be an incredible surprise performance. He didn't go to my school, but the dick was so good, I found myself driving all over the state 
and fucking this guy whenever and wherever. Back in the days prior to quality cell service, I once found myself lost in the middle of nowhere Georgia at Walmart asking for change to use a payphone to get directions to his penis. <laughs> it exceeded my expectations to say the least. That is great. Isn't that fantastic? That is fantastic, dude. That is great. What a great I really idea, like man. That. Now, I have so many I have so many thoughts. And the first thing is one one common theme I found from the women who responded to this with with actual stories was that the majority of the they they all said that these guys were very good in other aspects whether they were really good at performing oral sex or fingering. And mm. I think that's we we know we've heard that before. I think maybe yeah. Sex in the City did an episode on that, um, where like guys overcompensate by learning these other skills. Maybe we did we did an episode about that too, sort of. Like we talked about that with Remy at one point. That's right. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the women that I've been with in my life would admit that my oral sex skills are really lacking because of how big my penis is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, everybody. But here's no, the not. thing. You're not kidding, dude. That's well, good. no, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I am. There's no causality there. I'm, I'm kidding. But, um, here's my, my thing, right? Fingering, you know? Like, do you think that these guys know that they have small penises and then therefore do homework on fingering and oral sex? Like maybe, dude, you know what I mean? Or what about these women, these women who are like, you know, into women who kind of like convert women who are on the fence with their incredible oral skills. They, they literally have no penis. You know what I mean? I think- <laughs> The clown has no penis. <laughs> you know what I mean though? But I mean, dude, there's plenty of sort of, I don't think you need to get down on yourself if you're just walking around without packing heat between your legs. You know Absolutely what I mean? not. No. Absolutely not. And there were certainly <laughs> enough women who, but, but they all did, a lot of them did mention that the guy was really good at either the foreplay aspect or, or just more attentive. And um, I think that that is a very telling response because it, it does make me think that guys who are confident in the size of their penis probably think they can let their penis do all the work and it just reminds you of how that is only a small part of the broader pizza of sex absolutely talent talent is only a small portion of the equation yeah the rest is hard work yeah you can't you know lebron doesn't just show up on the court and be like well i'm the biggest fastest guy here i don't need to practice my free throws correct I don't need to worry about dribbling. I'm just going to be, I'm going to be able to pound it down right. their throats the right. whole game. And there's nothing that, you know, that's all I need to worry about. All right. LeBron has worked on the mid range jumper in the three for yeah, years. LeBron's out there kissing necks and blowing in ear holes. You know, <laughs> he knows how to, he knows how to massage the game. He gets it. <laughs> all right. Let me read you another one. This is good Cause stuff. I got a bunch of these and they're really fucking good. This one's kind of sad. This isn't a good, this is not an unhung hero, but 
he this girl goes he came in two pumps and said i'm sorry i need to get used to how hot you are not exceeding expectations but a terrible experience to say the least Oh that God. makes me so sad. Had to anticipate those. I'm sorry. I just need to get. It's funny. It's a. Yeah. It's a great, like, totally self-aware, <laughs> honest thing to say. I'm sorry. I just don't typically like. As a girl, you'd have to feel good. Yeah. I'm not used to you. I'm not used to women as attractive as you are. <laughs> you made my penis explode. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, good. I have a bunch. Hold on. Yeah, the guy with the tiniest dick I've seen or ever hooked up with ended up being decent because he fingered so unbelievably well. He also was one of the funniest, most charismatic guys I've ever met. Maybe we shouldn't be so quick to dismiss all guys with tiny dicks as compensating with giant trucks and anger issues. Maybe some of them are actually compensating in beneficial ways. Fair, a fair conversation topic. All right, I got one more for you. I once dated a Serbian guy who was super hot, but the smallest penis I've ever seen. He didn't get the memo that he had a baby dick because he walked around like he had a hammer. He did try his best in the sack, though, and probably one of the few men that could make me come multiple times, which I actually think was thanks to his baby dick. Sometimes when it's big and you come, you're donezo because it's like overwhelming. Anyway, not sure if that's what you're looking for, but good luck. <laughs> you know, another <laughs> affirmation that all these women I've just been giving single orgasms to are, are not able to carry on because I've overwhelmed them. <laughs> great so yeah there's plenty of hope i i also think though that i think that a lot of these women respond some of them responded with things like one girl said you know really really small penis we were friends for a long time one night we got drunk we hooked up and it actually turned out to be great and his penis is curved Mm. and it hits the perfect spot yeah and my first thought was like well if you can see a curve in the penis that's not a small penis. That's a good point too. Yeah. If it has that, that sort of like topographical change. Yeah. If you can trace it, that's, if you can trace it, if it has a direction, that's not a small penis. (laughs) And if it's hitting the perfect spot, that's not a small penis. A small penis, I'm talking about a penis where your best chance of getting off ladies is if you sit on top of it and treat it like a thimble or some kind of nub, maybe a bauble, <laughs> or the tassel of a pillow. A nipple. And just mash it. You mash it. <laughs> right? You don't even know if it's in. That's, that's a small penis. Yeah. These, yeah. these crooked horns. It's a, the sling blade penis. Yeah, you, haven't, you have no frame of reference. I'm sorry. <laughs> Those are not small penises. So we salute all the unhung heroes out there. We all we salute the unhung heroes. We cert we certainly do. Uh, don't worry about it, guys. If you have if you're you know, there's plenty of other stuff you can learn, and you'll find somebody. But uh, yeah, pretty interesting. I thought totally. 
Well, Francis, feel better, man. I'm glad that uh, you're feeling a little bit better today. I think things are going to turn around for sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll keep fucking banging out these pod episodes. Hell yeah. We'll be upbeat and uh, just, you know, stay strong, everybody. You know, there's uh, there's definitely, I don't want to say light at the end of the tunnel, but there's light within the tunnel. Mm, I like that. Just came up with that. That's amazing. I'm going to get it. I like that very much. Um, cool alright guys we're Oops the Podcast send in your stories of unhung heroes if you can Oops the Podcast at gmail.com follow him not Julio with a J on Instagram I'm uh, Francis CC Ellis we love you as always we'll see you next week